Welcome to Kingdom Living Today with Apostle Desiree Andrews, broadcasting from the studios of Kingdom Business Ministries. Join Apostle Des with today's word just for you. And now, here's Apostle Andrews. Thank you for joining me here for Kingdom Living Today. I'm here with my featured guest, Bishop Linda Hines of Life Enrichment Center here in Tallahassee, Florida. Bishop, how are you today? I'm doing very well, thank you. God bless you, and thank you for agreeing to be a guest on our show. And um, I just wanted to just, like I said, thank you and welcome you to the program and just want to jump right in there. Bishop, if you will tell us a little bit about yourself. Okay. I'm really uh, from down South, from South Florida, Miami, Florida. And um, Tallahassee has really been a place that I have come to every summer. I had two grandmothers here, my father's mother and my mother's mother. So, um, every year we would come up to visit them, but we would mostly stay with my mother's mother because my father's mother, she worked hard, but I never, never knew a dream that I would be here as a grown up. I know during my school years, I would play with my friends as we leave school uh, with preaching, you know, and I would sing, I would preach them and Moses came down and the Lord said, Moses, but I would never think that I would ever hold a mic or preach in a, in a facility. I would never have thought that of myself. Um, just three years, and finally, I finally made this year. I was ordained with so many years ago, you know, until I, I can't give an actually year that uh, I was ordained for the pastorship, and then I came up. But before I came, uh, the Lord showed me where I was going to be, uh, gave me the bills and told me where I was going to be, showed it to me. And as I came, I knew exactly where he wanted to be. I had told some people before I came, but you know, sometimes a lot of things you can't you can't tell everything. Mm-hmm. But when I came, he had that building ready. That building had been empty for so many years, and um, he had it right there available for me. I was in the French Town area, and I secured that building. Um, I stayed there for ten years, and. Um, when I left that building, I came to the one that I'm in now, which I've been here for 12 years. So um, as far as my path and on my way here, God had already made a way, already made a way. and It wasn't hard for me at all. He made a way. And I'm telling you, when God makes a way and when he's doing something, he does it and he does it well. So here I am. <laughs> Amen. Amen. That's uh, here you are indeed. So, um when you you said you really had no idea that you would be called into ministry, but I assume that um growing up, you your family was heavily involved in church? No, my family wasn't. Oh. My family wasn't heavily involved in church at all. My grandmother was because matter of fact, my my grandmother was so involved until I remember one day I was pulling peaches at her home and I had cut my fam- my finger very badly. And she said, come here, girl. And she got the Bible, put her glasses on and started reading the word over my hand. Okay, so uh, uh, as far as that goes, you know, they were, my grandmother, you know, they were in leadership at church, but they never was pastors or anything like that. My, fa- my grandfather was a deacon. And my mother, my grandmother was the mother. She would make the bread uh, for communion. Um, but that is that's as far as it went. Uh, having a line of preachers and things, no, I didn't have that. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when you, I must, uh, uh, probably uh, was quite an experience or quite uh, something when God actually called you into ministry. What was that like for you? Okay, just on the uh, on my way in, you know, uh, most of the people had gone through troubled times, and it was a troubled time, uh, was a troubled time for me, um, because a lot of things, you know, just really wasn't going well, and I just really wanted to change. I just wanted to be different, and um, praying, you know, I never forgot to pray, because in getting saved as a child, that's what I did. You know, I prayed, and, uh, and God saved me as a young child, uh, in my teenage, um, in my teenage years, so um, from that, that's all I really knew about God because people didn't have the the education to really explain um, the Word of God to you. 
and even in South Florida, I didn't get that the way it is now. People explaining the word of God that you will come into the knowledge. Mm-hmm. But it's just three years and through time as I was there because I want to change and I prayed. But the Lord began to deal with my heart and change me and draw me unto him. And that's how I began my experience, just a blinder, just being drawn unto God and praying and picking up my Bible and beginning to read his word. And that's how change began in my life, just by doing those things. Not that I had an instructor, because I didn't. It's just that when I would go to different churches and um, I hear about a revival, I would attend that revival and I would listen uh, to what the revival is saying. But, you know, you have all kinds of people. But I thank God, you know, for being with me. That's one thing. He has always been with me in my travel time and coming to him. He was always with me to lead me and to guide me. And how would you know that? It's a lot of times you can have, you can pray about things and God will do them, you know, for you, you know, and he will direct you. And because I had that kind of leadership and um, from him, I, I, I would find my way. I knew his presence and because I learned it, you know, because in my younger days in ministry, I really didn't have people to really teach me mm-hmm. or to show me until, until one day I did meet someone that just sat down and just opened the word up up to me, you know, elementary, and just taught the word of God. And that's how I became to know him. That's, that's how my life just began to me with Christ. It just began that way for me because I had uh, two babies, two little babies. They were very little. And, um, of course, I needed to do something with my life. I was just, I had been, was in college, and, uh, you know, I had to leave that. So I needed a way, you know, which way should I go? I needed a life. So in Christ, he led me, and that's how my life took off in the things of him. But I never thought that it would take off in, in ministry, never thought it would take off as in leadership. I never, never looked for that. <laughs> Well, because I, I wouldn't qualify myself. I wouldn't qualify myself for that. Right. Mm-hmm. A lot of people I hear that say that as well. You know, when um they never would have thought they would be the ones that God. But that's that's something about God where He would use the people who society would say or we would think is the least likely that He would use. But you had said something and I thought was very important. Um, everything that you've said thus far, but this one thing stuck out where you said, um, he would lead you and you would listen. That's the thing where I think a lot of people are going astray today is that God is talking, but are we listening and are we truly obeying him and following him? If we allow him to lead us and to directly show us, then a lot of this stuff that we're experiencing, I think could be cut off at the past. So that's one of the things that, um, early on you said you have learned, you know, just to, just to listen to him and to follow his lead, which is a very good thing that, that needs to happen. So from there, your ministry, um, kind of took off. Tell us a little bit about your ministry. Okay. I, uh, first thing I've ever done, someone asked me, um, years ago, um, they wanted me to be a part of their women's fellowship, um, that ministered over in the Bahamas. And I joined up with the fellowship and I would go and I would lead praise and worship for them. And I'm not a good singer, but I was anointed. I would say that I wasn't a good singer, but I was anointed (laughs) to sing. Mm -hmm. And what I would see that when I would sing the move of God with, you know, the presence of God would come in the room and there would be a great move of God. So I knew I, uh, God called me to that, but I am not a singer. And um, and different people would, uh, would ask me, you know, to sing, come and lead praise and worship for them. And I would just lead praise and worship for the, uh, for the organization, the women's group. And the next thing I knew, uh, uh, I had come to Tallahassee because I thought that God had been dealing with me about uh, leadership. And um, I came to Tallahassee, but it wasn't time. That wasn't the time. And he let me know that that was not the time. And I had to go back home. And I went back home to to Miami. He showed me the church that he wanted me to go to. And I attended that church. And there God just confirmed everything. And, um, and I was there to that church. But I promised that I wasn't going to nobody else's church. 
I wouldn't, matter of fact, I wasn't going to sit under no kind of woman leadership. You could forget that. <laughs> and um, I wasn't going to do anything. I had made that up in my mind because of an experience. And that's why I say we, as the people of God, we have to watch what we do and we have to watch what we say. Oh, yes. And um, uh, uh, when God talks about abide in my word and let my word abide in you, you got to live in this thing. This can't just be something you do. You got to live it. You got to be sold out to it because it's very important because it be changed, it began to change you. I remember in um, Sunday school, we just had Sunday school, um, Sunday, because I love coming to Sunday school. And uh, one thing we were talking about Abraham, one thing about Abraham, he knew the leadership of God. He knew when God was leading, he would follow. He would go right with the lead of God. And that was something I knew. I knew the lead of God. And I stayed at my church. I sat, honey, in the middle. I wasn't trying to sit in the front. And I wasn't <laughs> trying to sit in the spot where nobody could know me. I sat behind people, you know, so nobody could see me. Mm-hmm. And I sat in the back. And um, I had a friend that sat across, we laughed about that today, sat across me. She had her candy over there, and I would be sitting on my side over there with my children or if they didn't go to youth service. And I would just sit right there and just receive the word of God until one day my pastor called me up and said, come here. I see the glory of God over you, you know, and I was doing, you know, quiet because I wasn't trying for nobody to see nothing on me. (laughs) And um, she began to just minister to me. And, um, and she said, from now on, I want you to sit right there. And she put me up on the pulpit. I said, oh, God, I got to get up there. She put me on the pulpit. And she said, that's where I want you. And the next Sunday came, honey, I was high and I was out there. I wasn't on no pulpit. I was disobedient. But I wasn't on no pulpit because I didn't want to be known. You know, I mm-hmm. just want to be in, in, in the back. I didn't want nobody to know me, don't even know my name, don't know nothing about me. Just let me sit here. And um, she came out and then she looked around. She said, oh, come here come here and set me on the pulpit in front of the people and I sat right there and I sat there until on the pulpit until I left and that was my star uh, uh, in ministry and she began you know to talk to me and minister to me and I know she was correct because God had 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 spoken those things to me and you know she was just confirming what God had had already said and um and I just went along in my and my travel, it really wasn't long. It really wasn't hard because when God, well, as God was leading me into pastorship, he would always, I would, whenever somebody speak to me, I would always know because he was confirming it, you know, mm-hmm. confirming that thing through them. So it wasn't a hard leadership for me. So and I was a good follower anyway. For <laughs> me, I was a better follower to myself. I was a better follower. And just little did I know for years, I was preparing for ministry all the time and didn't even know it. I had went to uh, went to seminary, just went to school, wasn't even thinking about leadership. I just went to seminary because I just wanted to know more about God. Mm-hmm. And uh, I had went to seminary, international seminary. And the next thing I know, the other years, I just wasn't doing anything. Uh, but when I started out, I started with the old school teaching, Marilyn Chicky, Lester Summerall, those type of teachers. Mm-hmm. Um, because I just wanted to learn. I just wanted to know more about God. So I went to school. And I say today, you know, if you want to be invested, you want to, to invest, invest in yourself. Do something with yourself. But, you know, I didn't even look at it. I didn't even see those things back then. I was investing in myself for ministry all the time and didn't know it. Hmm. Didn't know it because I didn't think that, you know, I I just didn't think of, of myself in that way. Okay. So all those years I had invested um, in school and in and, and teachers so that they could teach me the word of God. And that's how I came along. Mm-hmm. It wasn't a big thing. I just came along, you know, uh, uh, a city girl, you know, from down south, just coming along, never thinking anything big like that. But as you read in the Word of God, God does that. He can change your life in a minute. Don't take him but a second to change your life. That's right. So that's how I came up. Mm-hmm. Amen. That's the way I came up. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I mean, that's that's important because there are there are I mean, I know God can use anyone and everybody doesn't have to have a degree in order for God to use them. 
Um, but it is right. good. It is good when you do have the education behind it. When you do, like you say, invest in yourself. When you do, you have to. You have to know the word. <laughs> you, you, people, mm-hmm. people want to jump into ministry because it looks glamorous, or it. You know, they it, they think it's going to bring them a certain amount of prestige and fame and all of that. And you find that some of these people that are out there in the limelight really don't know their word, don't know the Bible. And they're going off of stuff that they have heard and not stuff that has been a, a revelation from God to them about it. And, and it is important, as you said, to really get in the word and know the word. So when you, when God began to speak to you about, actually coming into ministry and how was that transition when you said uh, you you would come here and God showed you a building how was that transition when it was time for me to really come the Lord let me know that when it was time for me to come and this time when I came up he had already showed me the building like I said he had showed me the building where to go and when I get, got there, the building was for the old jewelry store in Princetown. Matter of fact, it's across the street from the utility building that's in Princetown now. And I went in that building. He said it hadn't been no one in there for so long. So I uh, asked, it was a, uh, a beauty shop next door to the building that I was trying to get. And um, he, uh, the gentleman told me that he don't know nothing about the gentleman. He, don't, he didn't know anything. But you know, when God is ready for you, he knows how to get people to know you and to find you. And I went to the drugstore and asked down there, and she gave me the name of the gentleman, and I called him. And when I called him, um, you know, I was, every day I would catch a ride up to Tallahassee with my sister, and I would just sit in her beauty shop, you know, doing nothing, just sitting there, just waiting. One day I'll go down there, maybe I'll see him. I don't know. I really didn't know what was going to happen. And one day I was in her shop. And he walked all the way to her shop just looking for me. God is amazing. He has a way to do things. Yes. And um, I asked him about the building and way down um, in that day, as I'm telling you, 22 years ago, you know it was different. And I'll never forget him. He gave me the building. And the thing is, he gave me the building for $250. I couldn't believe it. So we made an agreement right then uh, um, that I would get that building. It would be $250 a month. And it would never exceed $500 as long as I'm there. Mm. Now, we didn't put the year and the time in, but we said that as long as I'm there, it would never uh, exceed $500. So I took that bill and I started off with children. The first members I had was children. And many homeless people that were down in Princeton at the time, they would stop. They would come in. You know, I would let them in. They would come in and uh, pray with us and have Bible study. Um, that's what I did when I first came. So mm-hmm. as time passed, God allowed people to see the building and see me in there and come in. So I, you know, started out like that. Oh, so many things, you know, happened during the years, but God was with me. I'll never forget one night I was there praying and someone knocked on the door and I went and answered the door. And the gentleman said, I would like to speak. I want to speak to those guys that just came in your building. I said, nobody's come here. I'm the only one in the building. He said, no, I just saw these men come in the building. I said, sir, it's no one here. He said, I just saw the man walk in the building. I said, no, sir, I'm the only one in the building. So, uh, you know, that was amazing. I said, hmm, well, if God have angels in here, that's good. He protects me. Many things have happened. I walked out one night with such a confusion down in the city. I left the whole offering on the table on my desk in the back and took the kids where they were going and um, thought about, oh, Lord, I left the door unlocked and I left all the offering on the table and on my desk. And do you know, I came back to French Town and when I uh, opened the door, the offering was all over the table. Everything was right there. Yet God kept us. I tell you, mm. you ignorant places. God keep him. Yes. You know, and things that you don't think that you can secure, God secure. So he's been with me. You know, like I said, I have always followed his leadership. He has always been with me. So that was always been my big key because if God had not been with me up until this day, I don't know what I would do. Where would I be? It's just that God is with me. Mm-hmm. So that's why I've, I've never been afraid of fear or, you know, took down from anything because I obeyed him. I've always followed him. 
as he led me. I have always followed him. Amen. So that's how we got, we got this far okay. in ministry. So mm-hmm. when you started out, were um, did you start out as Life Enrichment Center? Yes, I started out as Life Enrichment Center. Okay. How did you move to your next building? I had been there 10 years in time. You know, it really had ran out. You know, it really had exhausted itself, you know, with me and my landlord, although he was good to me. One thing I'll never forget, uh, we were doing something in the building one day and one of his relatives was with him. He said, why don't you tell him what the Lord told you and showed you? And he said, mm. he said, tell her what the Lord told you and showed you. He said, tell her, tell her about that dream. You want him to tell me what God has said. I said, oh, God been with me all these years. You mean to tell me he done talk to this guy? Done talk to this, to my landlord about me <laughs> all these years, and, but yet I was kept in that building. Mm-hmm. I was kept in the building, you know. And everything. If I tell him, "I listen, this roof is leaking. I need this roof to be fixed," you know. Even if he tried to give me a hard time, he would soften his heart and do what needs to be done. And I think about that because God was with me. That's why I stayed that long because He was with me. Yes. Mm-hmm. When you moved over to the building where you are now, um, was that like a smooth process? I'm sure it was since God was directing you. Well, I had moved out because uh, of the old building because it was really time for me to go. And uh, one of the uh, one of my armor bearers um, at that time passed by this place and saw it. And um, it said, Pastor, I saw a building. I think it would be a good building. I done called them and everything, but you need to call them and talk to them. I said, okay, okay, just give me the number. But I waited for a while. You kind of know how I feel about things like that. I don't just jump on nothing. You know, I wait, see. Mm-hmm. And I called, they finally called, and then they welcomed me in. And I've been here for 12 years. They welcomed me in. Amen. Mm-hmm. All right, so... Um, with that, you know, I know God is doing great things and tell us, uh, and we'll, we'll have you repeat this at the end as well, but tell us where you are located now and your service times in case somebody wants to come and fellowship with you. Okay. I'm located on the corner of 3610 Crawfordville Road, 3610 Crawfordville Road. We're here on Tuesdays at seven. We have Bible study. And on Sundays at 10 for Sunday school and 11 a.m. for Sunday service. We have a wonderful time. And we are a spirit-filled church. We love the Word of God. And certainly we are led by the Spirit now. Don't come with something, try to do it your own, because guess what? We're going to know. (laughs) Uh, We're here to have a good time in God, and we don't play games up in here. If you want to be delivered and you come to be delivered, hey, we're here to make sure that things uh, changes for you. And that's another thing I should have stated. One portion of my life when I came to Christ, it was different for me because all I could do is always in the service of the Lord, Lord, you are my deliverer because I needed to be delivered from so many things. Until that's all I could just say, you're my deliverer. Until one day, he, all the things that I need to be delivered from, he delivered me. I'm straight today because of him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, I can say it. I need to put that in <laughs> because that was one of my strongholds of, of all the things that I've been through. Amen. That was one of the things. And that is so true. I mean, people, you see so much going on today and people... I, I just wonder, do you really believe the word of God? And that's what I tell people. If like, if you want to know the truth, then yeah, you can ask me because I'm going to tell you the truth according to the word of God. And if you don't want to know what the word of God says, don't come ask me. Don't come talk to us because it's, it's time out for playing. It's time out for watering the word of God down. And we have to truly stand on the word. It is about advancing his kingdom. And that's the kingdom work that we are called to in this hour. And that it is so very important. I, I think people are, are missing the point and they're going to church to feel good. And and all of that is, is good. Yeah, we go to church to feel good. But more importantly, we go there to worship him, to worship God, to be in his presence. Not not saying that you can't, you know, be in his presence or worship him at home. You can, but it is, it is something about when the the Bible tells us to forsake, not the assembling of ourselves together. And it's something about coming in fellowship 
and just being able to fellowship and worship God with, with your brothers and sisters and really be about the kingdom, really be about his message. So I'm with you on that where it's like, if you really want to be delivered, then you go to one of those churches that you know are, are as they say, Bible based. All churches should be Bible based, but <laughs> but we we know. I mean, we, we know. I mean, there's been some some stuff that we we just know that it's like some they just go and it, it's all about the pastor or the leader. But I I just thank God for those who are standing, those who are truly teaching kingdom. So. And I know that that is you. I know you have a heart after God's own heart. So with that, I wanted to ask you in these times and these days, what is God giving you for his people? One thing you just said that is very important, and that is God people assemble together. That's very important. In order for us as the people of God, we have to begin at some point to assemble ourselves together. Because we will not know how the kingdom of God is if we don't learn, you know, in leadership, first of all, how to assemble, how to come together. We'll never know because we'll never be able to teach the people how to assemble themselves together. What we have is, we, uh, I feel, in this day and time that we have now, we have a lot of people in leadership shouldn't have never put their hands on something that God didn't tell them. Mm. And I'm, I'm looking forward to the time that the power of God moved and began to sit them down. He's giving them a chance to go ahead and, and moving yourself. What is preaching? You think because you feel good, that is preaching? No. Look at what your word is doing. Who's following you? Okay, and the people you're preaching to, what do you see in their lives? We are speaking in the lives of people, and therefore there should be some change. We're preaching. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We're, we're prophesying to them. We're building their lives. So if we don't see no change in them, what's going on? What's going on? What, are, what am I doing? You mean to tell me a demon doesn't come subject to you? If you tell him to come out of a person and tell them to lose them, but he's still standing there looking at you, waving his eye and licking his tongue at you, Mm-mm. there's something wrong. Yes. Peter has to first come together. And those that God has not called you, and we have a lot of leadership that has called people into leadership. And one thing about this mantle, God has to call you. Because he has to make you for what he's calling you to. Why is it so important for you to be an apostle? Why is it so important to you to be a bishop? Why is it so important to you to be a prophet? Why is it so important for you to be in these leadership positions? Yes, I've been consecrated as a bishop as of last month. But guess what? It took me years to get to this point to be consecrated as a bishop. God does things in his time, and he works all things together for his good. So I just believe uh, in the regime of the leadership of the church, stuff has to happen. What we got, we have what? Leadership men kissing? What we got? Leadership women kissing? Where is that in the Bible? Hmm. What we got? People leading our people in song, and we know that is a man standing there. People leading our leadership uh, in song as a woman, and we know... That, and we know that that's not our leadership. Yeah, you look like a woman, but you're acting like a man. No, we the people, we got to get this stuff straightened out. Our, to me, our churches is in a mess. And if God don't do something about it, it can't be done. And as I look at uh, uh, different programs and, and uh, on TV, and I'm looking at seeing what they're pushing, you know, the, the type of lifestyle that they're pushing, you know, looking at our children and looking at my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, the stuff that is being pushed on them, you know, the homosexual agenda is being pushed. It's like, oh, yes, I like, oh, just because you're son that way, then, oh, it's okay, and it's all right. No, it's not all right. I don't care what it is. No, tell him, you're a man. You was born, baby, when I look between them, you are a man. You are a girl, and we got, we as the people of God got to put our foot down and, foot down and take a stand. Because we know what the Word of God said. We know when Jesus coming coming back, he said that as it was in the day of Noah, so shall it be in the coming of the Son of Man. Jesus is coming back. We're looking at the agendas that is now out. This, these are the telltale signs. People want to wear a skirt. People want to, and you wear pants. I was just looking at television. This man had a suit and had them to 
to make him address. No, I'm not going. I'm saying, and I'm a man. <laughs> I'm glad you know you're a man, and you say because if you read the Word of God, you will find out you don't even supposed to be putting on feminine things. I even saw a church on television in um not Georgia, uh Carolina, to whereas these leaders, and I was just so proud of them, said that about somebody they had to their church and say he was up there, but we couldn't allow him to perform on uh, our pulpit because he acted too feminine. Mm -hmm. So I say that's good. They would not allow that. You know, they're holding a standard. Because one thing, because that's out so much, if you allow something to go, honey, the whole regime will come up in, in their own view. Yes. You know, oh, yeah, uh, with two snaps and, 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 two snaps and curl, curl my hand. No, we're not <laughs> doing that. No, if you're a man, be a man. If you're a woman, be a woman. So I'm not in on that, that agenda. Yes, God loves you, and I do too. But guess what? We're going to find a man up in there. We're going to find, we're going to uh, uh, make that demon leave you and you become straight. I just had a situation like that on my, uh, 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 at my church. And the young man was telling me, no, it's just that I'm just upset. And the feminine side of me, you know, wants to come out. I say, what feminine side? You are a man. Ain't no feminine side of you. I began to tell him, you know, when women wear what you have on, what they be feeling and what they going through, I've been begin to explain those things to him, you know, and he was very receptive to what I said. So, uh, you know, some things need to be explained. It doesn't matter how many women dresses you put on, you will never be a woman. You <laughs> still are going to be a man. It doesn't matter how many pairs of flat, how you cut them out, how you kept off, you will never be a man, woman. You will always be a woman. So, I think that as we, the church, begin to talk, and really, uh, really deal with what's going on. We're going to be able to uh, really get a lot of things straightened out. But the big archie of it all, God is going to have to straighten that out because you have too many believers. Um, young, uh, in what, about 15 years ago, I saw the homosexual uh, agenda being started because it was a guy that had a homosexual church. He said he has homo. We love everybody. Yeah, we love you too. But guess what? I don't accept that. No, mm -hmm. I would never go to your church, and I would never ask you to come over to mine because we don't agree. That's not going to happen. You have to be a man, and guess what? I must be a woman. And I say that because my husband attended the church as well, and I'm very blessed. I'm very blessed that he's not trying to, you know, uh, 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 man me. Mm -hmm. no, I'm so glad he's happy with who I am. He's happy with what I do, and he supports me 100, and I feel good about that. Although many people have come to him, you should be preaching. He's not the preacher. He's a deacon. So, you know, I'm just blessed that, you know, the Lord dealt with him. He, he, uh, the Lord asked him for me. He said, the Lord asked me for you, and I gave you to the Lord. He said, and when I gave you to the Lord, I kind of thought about that thing. He said, oh, I done gave my wife to the Lord. <laughs> I said, too late. <laughs> mm -hmm. Too late. Mm-hmm. Because I needed him with what he's doing, how he's supporting me. I needed that. And I looked around. One of my older daughters had, had moved here to Tallahassee, and she really began to support me. And uh, so things are, you know, going well. They're going well. You know, yes, hard things come. I had been sick for many years, for like seven years. But look at me now. The Lord has healed me, and I'm going on with what we have to go, what we, what we got to do. So as far as ministry is concerned, um, I'm very happy, and I love what I'm doing. I love what I'm doing. I love to see the people of God get saved, and I like to see them um, being delivered. And I love the leadership that's coming up now, and explain to the leaders that's coming up through us now um, how important it is, how important it is uh, that they hold good integrity with people. You be you be real. Be real with your life. Never. Live your life to where you got to go back to something. Just live. Live a good life. Live the way the Lord they live. Do it the way the, the Lord they do it. Mm -hmm. And one thing about his presence, his presence will be with you, and people will know that. Right. Without question. Without question. So I'm just floating alone and just doing the next thing. Now that I have become bishop, now there's other things I'm getting ready to do. Mm -hmm. So I love the church. And I love the life, you know, that I live. I love the church. And I love what I'm doing in the church. I love preaching his word, teaching his word. I love helping people. I love counseling people. 
I love the whole shebang. I love doing it because it's about straightening people's lives out. And I love giving them the word. Although, you know, we have uh, different people doing different things, you know, on the outside. And I tell them all the time, uh, now you all have grown up. I need y'all to become the social workers <laughs> right. in the church. Because believe it or not, pastors are social workers, honey. They have to do the work. Yes. And uh, to put your hand to some of this work. I I want to release it to you. I want to release things to you that you can do. it. I'm glad now the church is coming to a place from a, from a nothing to a something. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm now in that place now. See it come from a nothing to a something, finally. Finally. You know, we got some mature people. People been here 17 years. You know, 15 years, 20 years, been with me a long time. And I'm happy to see them uh, growing up and Mm -hmm. maturing in the things of God so that we can do things because you can't do things with children, but you can do things with mature people. Yes. You know, they have a different type of mindset and they understand that the church has to be worked, that we have to do the work of the ministry. And so that means (laughs) that we all have to put our hand and stuff. Show me what you can do. Show me what you can do. Show me what you have allowed the Lord to to uh, take off of you and take out of you, and you're becoming now the man or woman of God that God is calling you to. You know, I love seeing that. I love to see things transpire in my life. You know, I'm, I'm happy about what I see, you know, especially now that, you know, you can say that they're finally growing up. You know, it's just like your own children. They're finally growing up. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Amen. I I understand exactly what you're saying because we have talked about that same thing with that. It's like the homosexual transgender agenda. Um, what they call yeah. LGBTQ or something like that. Yes, whatever that is. Yeah. <laughs> and and I have we have said we have people don't realize that that is an agenda from hell they say and now they want to talk about and say well this is um june is the the month of is pride month and or gay pride month and it's like okay well you gotta understand every day belongs to the lord and Mm -hmm. the enemy is just using these things and he has he really has done a good job of infiltrating indoctrinating and all of that our youth you look at cartoons now and even even the cartoons that were that seemed so innocent now everything has some type of slant to it some type of uh, uh, something that, that gets the children and, and will try to make them think that this stuff is okay and it's it's not just i mean it started i could say i started noticing this thing it wasn't just with the homosexual agenda but even with even with violence even and, and murder and they tried to glorify that in the cartoons and everything but when you really look at it and you have to have an eye to see what is going on and an ear to hear what is happening, what is taking place because Mm -hmm. the enemy is really embedding himself in the things that we watch in the music even. And it is causing our people It's causing our children, especially because they are vulnerable and it's causing them to to be changed and and that's what i believe is part of also the enemy's agenda he's trying to change humanity to where it's not something where god because god we know he said in the beginning god created male and female but now they're trying to say how a a man can have a baby no sweetheart it's not a man having a baby you're a woman that's so-called identifying as a man but you are still a woman like you said yeah and it's just crazy how you know. I'm 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 so glad to hear you say this. Uh, the it, more of this has to be taught in the church, and it seems like even in the church, some are 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 avoiding the subject or trying not to talk about it. They don't want to offend. But I mean, I remember Jesus say, "Does this offend you?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, so I'm with you on that. We have to get back to exactly preaching what the word says and giving what the word says. People say, well, you're judging. No, I'm not judging you. I'm just telling you what, what God said. 
It's not mm-hmm. me judging you if, if you're acting this way and this is what the Bible says. That's not me judging you. That's me calling it what it is. Yes. And I just feel that if we don't put our foot out and if we, the people of God, uh, 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 allow stuff to go, it's going to go as long as we allow it to. If we want to ignore the facts of what's really going on, that and then those are the type of things that's going to happen. We have to... Uh, began to say no, 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 because the word of God said that they would deceive the very elect, the very elect if it was so. So that lets me know that we got power. If it was so, they could deceive us. Mm-hmm. So we have to put our foot down. We have to, you know, just go ahead now. We can't just let stuff go and understand that we have the authority over that. And especially with Jesus, Jesus giving us power over all the power, we're not accessing that power because what will we do with it? Will we now try to show people how great we are? And in that homosexual agenda, that's what they try to show you how great they are, the power that they have and what they can move. And everybody they want out the way, they push them out. Mm-hmm. They get them all out. And look, these people act unseemly. They're, they're wild and loud acting, you know, and they can be very, very, uh, a lot. Uh, they can become very, very evil people. Mm-hmm. You know, so we, as the people of God, we're going to have to allow what's in us to operate because we're very lovable people because I love loving people. I love helping people. I love doing all the things that God say for us to do. But you're not going to get me to put my hand in dirt. Right. You're not going to help. You're not going to get me to offend one if I don't, you know, if I'm not pushing it, I'm not going to just outright offend you. And if I offend you, I can apologize, you know. For what I do, what I did, because I'm not openly or willing to offend anybody. Mm-hmm. Knowingly. Mm-hmm. But one thing I'm not going to do, I'm not going to allow myself or anybody to lead me into trying to overturn the kingdom of God. Right. I will not do that. We shall not overturn the kingdom of God. I'm going to stand on God's word. When it all comes down, I'm going to stand. Because the word of God says that after I've done everything I can do to stand, stand therefore. And I think another thing the church has to be have to become aware of spiritual things. You got to understand that spirit is going around. Mm-hmm. He will try to deceive you and try to make you think that you're that way. Yes. If you don't stay in the Word of God, if you don't stay around uh, around a place of prayer, it will deceive you. So I think there's a lot of things that the church has to look out for. I've been through a lot of things, but one thing I do know: if you stay in a place of prayer. And you stay with the word of God, you cannot be deceived. Yes. You cannot. Mm-hmm. Amen. That is yep. so very true. Uh, uh, and, I, and the Holy Spirit, like you said, you cannot be deceived because the Holy Spirit will let you know, uh-uh-uh-uh, that ain't right. Mm-hmm. There's something wrong with that. Check that. And you'll get mm-hmm. you'll get that in your spirit. And I, I it just it just amazes me or baffles me at how many people and, and I'm not sure, you know, it was like what the Bible says, the ears have become dull of hearing. So I'm thinking perhaps that's what's going on because people, God will tell you something, the spirit will prompt you. But uh, when people begin to disobey and, and they still do what they want to do, even though the spirit says to do something else, their ears become dull of hearing and it's like the things of the world or their own desires, their own fleshly desires, lust and all of that. And what the enemy is whispering is now louder than what the spirit is saying. And, and they're just being led astray. And it's like, okay, but did you not read your word? Did your word not say this and this and this? And it's as simple as just going back and trusting God, believing God, knowing that, he is not going to do anything against his word. And he's also not going to do anything to harm you. And people, but people want, they want what they want when they want it. And so I think this is the thing that is, that is um, keeping people from really wholeheartedly coming to God because it's like they are after what they want. And God isn't giving yeah. it to them fast enough. So mm-hmm. 
the recognition, the fame, the fortune, whatever it is, you know, this, this whole satisfaction thing. And, and the enemy is really doing a bang up job with that. Oh, you can have it now. And if you just do it this way and he is making it look like he's giving you everything you need when in actuality, he's really fooling you. And, and these people don't realize that they are in need of deliverance. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> Because the way things are going now, they're even trying to disrespect the leadership of God. Mm-hmm. Trying to disrespect. Don't want to uh, give the man or the woman of God any respect. You know, I'll just walk on, or I'll just walk over you. I'll just say what I want to say. And I'll just do what I want to do. No, not here. Hmm. I might be the woman. I might be the woman here. But guess what? Not here. Not here. You won't be doing it here. Uh, wherever you came from, you probably could do it over there, but you can't do it here. Right. Because as for me and my house over here, we serving the Lord over here. Mm-hmm. I don't care what goes out. I'm going to serve God. I'm going to do his will here. Yep. And that's what it comes down to. And we have too many people just melting like butter. You know the church is not the way the church is supposed to be. It's not. No. People are no longer, you know, really being led by the spirit of God like they were. They, we, we, uh, the church as a whole, we used to be led by the spirit of God. We used to call on his name. We talked about that sometimes, about how how the mothers and the different people in the church, they would come in the church, honey, so much right with them. They'll go up to the pulpit, honey, and just pray right quick and come back and sit down, you know. Hmm. And when they start singing a song, although their songs was was, was older, they sung, sung that one person started singing that song. Another one, I grabbed that song, and honey, went back time, all them gangs up over to the presence of God, well, that um is missing in a lot of churches today spirit of god god isn't there they're they're saying god is here and they're doing stuff like that like he is and they're perpetrating like he is but god isn't there and it, it it just has to get to the point where we know and we can recognize his spirit because see that antichrist spirit that's going out. It look like God. It sound like God. It sometimes act like God, but it's not. And it's people not. are getting fooled by that. That is so true. So uh, we, the people in, in, uh, and in leadership, we got to, uh, you know, get in our places. Yes. Get in your position. And don't tell me what you think. What do you know? What have God said? about you. What did he call you to do? Mm-hmm. We need a move of God. Mm-hmm. We need to see him move by his power. Yes. I don't need, I don't need to know what you think <laughs> right now in, in the times that we're in and the things that's going on. We need to see what you can do, what you're going to do. What have God told you to, to do? We got to, you know, move when we really get to the place where we really need to be in the things of God. And being moved by the power of God, by his power. I don't care how many words you tell me you, you can say or you can preach. I'm still that, honey, if God is not moving, you know, in the midst of that, you ain't doing nothing. Amen. You ain't doing nothing. I need to I need to be where his power falls, <laughs> where his spirit is flowing. All of that is doing me no good. Right. If his presence is not there, you know, it's always, I want to give you a word. No, I want to feel his presence. Let me feel his presence and I'll be okay. Yes. And the thing is, we ain't got to worry about doing nothing for me. You let his power fall. Let his presence come in. And I'm going to be all right because I know his presence. And guess what? His presence is going to gas me up. Was ever wrong, his presence is going to crank me up in a minute. Just bring him in. Because mm-hmm. if you let him in, I'm going to know he here. Yes. <laughs> Amen. I can't, be fooled by, I can't be fooled by another because another can't do what he can do. 
Amen. We need the power of God now. And come on, church, let's confess. We need the power of God. Lord, we need your presence. We need your presence. I, you know, every once in a while, hey, that's fine. But I want it all the time. I'm used to when we all come together. Mm-hmm. I feel his presence. Mm-hmm. That's what he said. He, I mean, he told us in his word. He said, "Greater works than these shall ye do." So it, it yeah. that's the that's the thing. It's like, where are the signs and wonders? Where are the miracles? Where are the healings that's taken? That's supposed to take place. We're we're extensions of him. We are have the authority that he has given us. So why aren't we doing the things that he told us we could do? Why aren't we experiencing this? And I, I believe it all comes back to there's a form of godliness, but the power is being denied because we want to do it our way. And it, it's like you said, the leadership has to come back to God. And when the leadership aligns themselves back under the headship, the true headship, which is Jesus. And and then we can, we can go forth and and we can be that powerful church that is calling for in these last and evil days, because truly we are there. I like what you said earlier when you were talking about that. And the Bible does talk about this as in the days of Noah, we have to look at it and compare we're, we're there. <laughs> we are there. What was going on? <laughs> okay, we see what was going on. Mm-hmm. So that lets you know spirits is around, especially when you got angels acting uh, acting crazy. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're going to go and grab you somebody. <laughs> uh-uh. Uh-uh. Look at all what's going on. Look at what you feel in the air, what you feel around me, and that you have to command to get away from you hmm. in the name of Get away from, from around me. Because why? They're trying to seduce whomever they can. And like the song say, Humpty Dumpty. Said on the wall, Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. From whatever greatness they can make fall, these spirits are going to try to make it fall. <laughs> That's why even the, in, in the church, come on, you prayer warriors, you got to get back on the wall. Come on. Come on and fall before the Lord again. Fall down. Get on your faces and cry out. You know, and repent from your wicked way. And um, God say, if, if you turn from your wicked way, you're going to hear from heaven. I'm going to hear your leg. Come on, let him heal you. How have you fallen so deeply to whereas you're not watching out for the church anymore? You're not watching out for the people. Hmm. That you have allowed stuff to seduce you to the point that you can't even get a prayer through. Come on, intercessors, get back on the wall. Right. You got to get back on the wall. You got to cry out. You got to come on. Come on. Get back in your rightful place. Take your place back in the things of God so that you can so that you can tear down arches. You can tear down stuff that's coming against the, uh, your leaders, against the people in the church. You watch over the church. You watch. Mm-hmm. The job is not for the pastor by the pastor's self. That's why God is raising you. What do you think he's raising you? To go out the door and find another church? No. You don't need another church. You need a people that can stand, hmm. that can stand in power. Mm-hmm. That can stand there forth and not move. That is steadfast and unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. Yes. Come on, these things that's here been here before, but can you stand through it? Hmm. Look at people with witchcraft and powers like that. These people are using their power. Yes. But you got to understand something. God has given us all the power over all the power of the enemy. Mm-hmm. What you doing breaking down because somebody works on which what what? Oh, God has given you authority over that. You have power over that. None of these things shall harm you. That's what he said. Yes. But they will use it for their goodness. And they can, and especially if they find a weakness and you remind me of a book that I was reading. The lady going up uh, upstairs to how she prayed all the time. When she prayed, it's like, like a wall will come up all around her. And one day the man that operated in witchcraft, um, he uh, put his foot out of something to trip her son. And the lady got mad. And because she got mad, she held on to that thing. And she went upstairs to pray. It wasn't nothing. So that opened that up for this man that was operating witchcraft. He came to her house. He came to her house. He was able to come in there. He said before he could never come in there because when she prayed, it's like walls went up all around her. But when he came in that time, but guess what? The woman remembered something. She repented. And when she repented, whatever had her fell away from her. And he was in the house, and then she started to pray, and she locked him up in there. He got locked up in there when she started to pray because the walls went up. And when the walls went up, he couldn't come out. 
because she was praying. If we just understood how how powerful our prayers are, hmm. and we got to understand that we serve an Almighty God who served who who has made the heavens and the earth. Do we ever look and see and can declare how great He is? Check it out. One side of the earth is day, the other side is dark. Why night is on that side and daylight is on this side? But yet. He allows oxygen to flow all around the earth. It might be flowing over down there, but on this side of the earth, the sun is out. But yet, he takes care of us. He's yes. the one that's in control of the earth. Yes. And we have to look at how great he is, how he displays himself. He is the almighty, almighty God. He's almighty. He's lacking nothing. He has all the power. What he says, though. But yet, we allow stuff to bully us. And when we hear the word of God, what it says for us to do, we have to learn the people of God how to repent and love everybody. Not, well, I ain't loving because, uh, no, when you're doing that and you're not obeying God's word, hey, that's a rebel in you. Mm-hmm. There's a rebel in you. You're rebelling against God's word. He said to love everybody and you got to make yourself love. Yes. I don't care what it does, how it breaks you, baby. Go buy the person a gift. Love them anyway. How you doing? Go. You keep doing it and you keep, keep telling God, God, break that. I still feel that thing because you feel what's in you. God, I still feel that thing in me. Lord, break that thing. You said for me to love everybody. He'll work it out in you so that you can teach somebody else that has been hurt by somebody and have this thing to come up and build in their heart. You can minister to them and you can teach them how to come through that. We have to teach one another. Mm-hmm. We're in this army and we're in the army of the Lord and we have to learn how to fight. And we fight out by the word, the way that God tells us things he tells us to do in his word. It will knock down anything that comes in our life. Mm-hmm. Because it has power. His word has power. Yes. And some things all we have to do is speak to. But let's keep our hearts right. Mm-hmm. Let's keep our hearts right. And let's be in obedience to his word. Let's don't be a rebel. Check yourself out to see, am I a rebel? Do I really have something hidden so deep in me that's keeping me from really ministering? That's keeping me from operating in the power of God? What is it that's interfering with the work that I'm doing? We all are called according to his purpose. We all have a work. Don't worry, you don't have to start up another church to uh, do the work of the ministry. Because in a work in any church, baby, you need a group of people. I love westerns. I, those are the kind of pictures I watch. I love to watch a, a, a western. That that whenever the Indians come together, they come together with power. They start singing their song. Yes, let's get our praise on. Come mm-hmm. on, we know how that empowers us when we begin to praise God for how good He is, and we know how He show up. Mm-hmm. Okay, they they go ahead and do their little thing, but baby, when they come at you to kill you, that's what they do. And guess what? There ain't nobody scared. All of them are strong, and they tell, we don't care. And then we come, we don't make noise. <laughs> uh, um, they want to wonder how the Indians snuck up on us. We come because we don't make noise. Right. And we come, we, we never make noise. Come on, we ain't got to make noise. Let's make, uh, make the noise when we need to, when we're going around the wall. That's when we make the noise. But mm-hmm. any other time, we need to be quiet yes. so that we can hear the instructions of the Lord what to do next. Let's don't talk against the church down the street. We are of the same body. But that's just their geological location right there. And I'm located right here. I don't know why God has them right there down the street, but I'm going to be right here. Whatever he tells me to blow up, I'm going to blow it up. Amen. Come on, understand. We are working together with him. And that's what he said. We're working together with him. And I feel that a big thing is the, the church got to get jealousy up out of them. Oh, yes, definitely. Leaders, leaders got to stop being jealous. Mm-hmm. Okay, all of you all now know by now. I've been doing what I'm doing for 22 years. Um, men of ministry, I'm not going to stop doing it because my husband stands with me. Mm-hmm. I have a husband. I've been married to a long time. He is 79 now. And I'm 60 something. And we've been doing this for a while. And guess what? We're not going to stop now. Amen. The, the young men and women, they can do the work. But guess what? We're the ones to give them wisdom. So they have somebody to come come back to and talk to and talk things over with. And we can point it out to them as to how, how to make it happen. Amen. Come on, let's get back in our rightful place. That's what I say to church. Let's get back in our rightful place. Yes. And then we can run a lot of this foolishness out. That is so true. Rightful place, get jealousy out, all of this stuff. There is so much stuff that we have to work with. So that just means that the church still has something that we need to do. Uh, we have we have an awesome work 
and we have a work to do. But Bishop, before we go, I want you, if you will, just once again, um, tell us if anyone wants to come and fellowship with you, let us know again where you are located, your service times, and how they can get in touch with you if someone wants to, like I said, come fellowship with you. We're located at 3610 Crawfordville Road. 3610 Crockettville Road. Our time of opening is 11 o'clock on Sunday morning, 10 a.m. for Sunday school, 7 on weeknight or Tuesday night at 7 um, p.m. You all are welcome. You can get in contact with us. Our phone number is 850-509-2719. 850-509-2719. Thank you. We so appreciate you being here and spending time with us. I'm telling you, I know God is doing great things. So listen, if you have time, if you don't have anywhere to go on Sundays or Tuesday evenings, you want to go and check out Bishop Linda Hines and the Life Enrichment Center in Tallahassee. I'm telling you, God is moving and, and he's moving by his spirit. And it, all it takes is for us to listen and hear and truly hear what the spirit is saying unto your church on today. So Bishop, I'm so thank you for being here with us and we're going to have to have you come back again another time but I just wanted to thank you for being here with us today thank you for inviting me amen God bless God bless you thank you for joining Apostle Des for Kingdom Living Today to contact us visit our Facebook page at Kingdom Business Ministries or go to our website at www.4kbm.org that's www forkbm.org If you'd like to sow seed into the ministry, send your donation to Kingdom Business Ministries, Post Office Box 180576, Tallahassee, Florida 32318, or via Cash App to Cash Tag S T A K M A T C. That's Cash Tag S T A K M A T C. Until next time, be blessed.